Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another live chat with me and Jesse Davin. I'm Stephen Jensen. That's Jesse Davin. Over that way. There we go. Um, welcome to another live chat. We're going to be doing predictions for AEW's Double or Nothing. It is this Saturday, May the 23rd, and I'm very much looking forward to it. We're going to be talking about that. We'll probably talk some AEW Dynamite. We're going to talk some Dark Side of the Ring. Obviously, big episode this past Sunday. Um, was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday with uh, with Owen Hart. What? No, it was. Wait, no, sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last the last dance, the Michael Jordan thing has been on Sunday. Ah. Where I got confused. I've been following a lot of these documentaries lately. So, um, anyways, before we get started on all that, how are you doing today, Jesse? Doing great. A little tired, but that's okay. My daughter just got home from school, so she's sitting here watching her iPad. So yeah, we've been good. Good, good, good. Worried about all the talent that got injured last night, but. That's okay, I guess. We'll find out. I hope they're all okay. I haven't heard any bad news, so I'm assuming no news is good news. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, can't complain. My birthday is tomorrow, so... Yes, uh, it is. Happy early birthday. Uh, thank you. I'll be turning 32 years old, which is very, very weird. Um, I know, I'm 13, uh, so we're the same age. Yeah, I know, which is... Kind of crazy how like we yeah. like wounding wound up like meeting each other like just kind of through Twitter and like yeah uh, wound up being like the same age we're in all the same like shows and YouTube channels it like worked out perfect. it's crazy it did it did I wonder if it's um, like our demographic yeah exactly like you either get what we're talking about or have no idea yeah <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> so so we'll see uh we'll see it's getting weird getting older but uh luckily mentally I still feel about uh, you know. 16 or so so like me too. feel about half my age still um still knock on wood i, th I think i've still got you know decent health and stuff and uh you're not even at the half you're good yeah yeah i get yep. no but uh but yeah today all i really have planned is uh brother's gonna come over uh in a little bit you might even hear him walking around at some point during the show and we'll be doing some crock pot today the yes Yep. Uh, we're going to do uh, shredded chicken uh, dip, basically. Ooh. Chicken breast with buffalo sauce and put it in the uh, in the crock pot for a while. And Yeah, looking forward to it. So, yeah, good day. Can't really complain. Yay! There was a hair floating in front of my face. <laughs> I was like, it landed on my light. So. Nice. Yeah. Um... Corey says, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, Hello, everyone in the chat. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I see a lot of new faces. I'm super excited. Happy early birthday, uh, early, early birthday, Michael. You're so young. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember being 20. Actually, thank I for the, don't. But <laughs> thank you for the happy birthday, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, oh, yeah. If you want, we're going to be doing uh, predictions. Um but if you'd like to get your prediction in, um, you can use the Super Chat feature. If you have any questions for us, if you want, you know, your question to be, like, highlighted and discussed, then you can always, always give us a Super Chat. They're much appreciated, not obliged, but they do really help us out because we usually get demonetized because we use strong language. So that is a great way for us to kind of keep this going, keep us going um, so yeah, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. even if you can't do a super chat, we appreciate you chatting in the chat room for free. I love seeing so many different people, so many new people out there. Um, as we're discussing things, 
sorry if we don't get to some of your things in there. We're trying to have a discussion. But the best way to get our attention is with that super chat. We'll stop what we're doing. We'll go, boom, right into what you're saying. So, yeah, you can yeah, say hi. Yeah, for Scarlet sure. Wants to say hi. Oh, let's get another Scarlet appearance early today. We're in the day. pool. We're in the pool. We're in the pool. We're in the football. Oh, where'd you go? Where'd I go? Scarlet. Um, may just disappear. Yeah. Can you say hi? Hi. Hey. Um, no. The, uh, my hair looked like that earlier today. Put to one side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. Peepee. Mr. Peepee. Oh my goodness. He's Mr. Peepee. No. Mr. Peepee. Don't say that. Mr. <coughs> Fart. No, not Mr. Fart. <laughs> Corey, uh, Corey, we don't. We, there's no, uh, there's no Wrestle Rumble entries, uh, for Double or Nothing. I what you're asking about in the chat. Um, and it isn't that we're not giving it away. There just is no contest for Double or Nothing. Um, but they do have something coming up in a couple months that I um, I can't talk about still, but they will be making a public announcement about soon. They're going to be doing a huge giveaway um, soon. And it's I'm, I know the prizes, and they are sick prizes. But uh, but there is no AEW Double or Nothing uh, Wrestle Rumble pick them, so I don't have any anything to give away. Um, Michael asks, who do you think is the mystery ninth entrant for the casino? Well, we'll get into that, Michael. Um, if you, well, I don't want to, never mind, but I'll, we'll, we will talk about that. Um, we'll get to yes, with yes. their predictions for sure. Yes. And we're going to go through it all, through it all. Yes. And if you want to add your, just what Jesse saying about the super chats a minute ago, if you want to give your predictions through that too, we'll make sure to like on the show, get your picks out there as we're doing these predictions as well. Um, and Corey, yeah, I know, yeah, no worries. They, they, uh, anytime there's a Russell Rumble contest, I will have entries to give away, um, for the show. So anytime there's something for me to give away, I will, I will definitely give stuff away on here. Um, and also Awkward Unicorn, I don't know if he's in here or not, but I was going to give her that scar, uh, who was it? What was that autograph 8x10 I had? Tessa? Velvet Sky. Oh, Velvet, Velvet Sky. Um, I may not be able to get it to her because she's in South Africa, I believe, is where she is. That's a um, long ways away. Yes. Um, well, she, there's a possibility I'm not even, I might not even be allowed to, like, ship it to where she lives. Like, I don't even know how that works right now. Oh. Um, but anyway, I want to give her a shout-out, Awkward Unicorn. She's a big fan of the show. She's in the chat pretty often. Um, and follow her on, uh, she has her own YouTube channel, so I want to give her a- Yeah, the edits are so cute. Yeah, she does a really good job with it. Um, so I think just search Awkward Unicorn on social media as well and everything. And uh, wanted to give her kind of a shout out today, kind of in place of not knowing <laughs> that figure or not. But hopefully, uh, hopefully we get you some extra followers on social media. Um, so, uh, yeah. You want to talk about the dark side first, though, and hard? Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So my takeaway from that was... I felt like doo-doo afterwards. Like, I was like, man, this is one of those things where I'm going to watch it, like, once. And maybe watch it another time, but I'd have to be, like, really, like, in a good place mentally because it was just very sad. It honestly made me feel terrible forever asking her to put Owen Hart in the WWE Hall of Fame. I feel like... She gave more than enough reason for me to not want him to be in there or not at least force it. 
Um, it's really sad all around, I feel. Um, but just to see how his kids were so, still so hurt, as they would be, you know, from such a tragedy, and just to see the gross mismanagement. I mean, when when she showed that little harness, that keychain, like, yeah, I got Caribbean like, yeah. I, oh, like, and the fact that, and someone shared a gif of, like, Undertaker and Stone Cold, and she, they, like, showed their faces, and they were just, like, dazed, upset. I cannot believe that show went on. Like, and with that bloody spot on the side of the ring. Uh, Corey, by the way, take care. I see that you're going to go leave. I know you've been having a tough time, so I hope you feel uh, better. Um, but, um, yeah, so take care and uh, be well. Um, I don't know. Just this whole thing has kind of made me, like, want to tell people, like, be nice to people and just, like, I almost feel guilty for watching WWE at this point. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. The crazy thing would be to know, like, everything they about so much stuff, too. Like, there, mm-hmm. there was, like, there was earlier episodes of The Dark Side where, uh, like, for, like, the Jimmy Snuka episode, it's heavily implied that, that Vincent Mann basically, like, and once again, this isn't, like, proven. It's just, like, heavily, heavily implied that Vince knew about Snuka murdering his wife and, like, like, played a big part in, like, making sure that he, like, just kind of push it all under the rug and everything. Um, like, Vince has just been through so much shit with that company that I can't even imagine the things he knows about about what's going on behind the scenes with all this stuff. Um, I, yeah. I, I thought, one of the things I thought was most interesting about watching that Owen Hart documentary is, you know, to be honest, I knew the majority about, of the information, like, into it that they talked about. But... What I thought was really important was Martha, not not necessarily that the show continued, because, like, I agree it shouldn't have continued after he fell. But on top of that, like, the police should have jumped in because it's, like, it's a crime. It's, it's a crime scene, yeah. Yeah, like, like every, and they, there's, like, you know, you had an opportunity to, like, immediately investigate, like, why he fell, how he, how far he fell. You have a... You have thousands of witnesses you can interview and, like, get information from people at different angles of what was going on. And, like, they should have stopped the show and done a full-on investigation. Because, obviously, what happened is, like, it's I still remember. Because it was the day after my birthday, May 23rd, 1999. I remember waking, like, I used to, when I was a kid, I'd get waken up in the morning by the radio. Like, my alarm clock was the radio. Mm -hmm. I waking up to the news that Owen Hart had died and I was like, what the, that's like, how like my day started. Like, I'll never forget like rolling out of bed and like trying to like put that all together. Cause I, I didn't watch the pay-per-view cause I was a kid and like, couldn't. Yeah. You can't afford that. <laughs> so, yeah. so I didn't know about it until, you know, I heard it about it on the radio in the morning and it was such a big news story that like, even all the kids in my school who all, none of them were watching the pay-per-view either. They all knew about it at school and stuff. And it mm-hmm. was like, and it's one of those things where, like, on top of the the serious tragedy, the way the ball was just dropped. Like, not even, I mean, the six, the, they said that carabiner was to hold up to six pounds. Right? Like, or it was, like, to release on six pounds or something like that. Yeah. And he weighed, like, 
two, probably 230 or something. I mean, I don't know. Disgusting. Way more than six pounds. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but even like on top of like the negligence there, that, that negligence, just the thought when you really think about it of like, someone died in front of all those people and then they just fucking just like scooped them off the, like they said in the documentary, they just like scooped them off the mat and just like went on with the rest of the show. And it's like, you really think about that. It's like disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I get the whole, the show must go on mentality, but in, in a circumstance like that, I don't know, man. No, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, to see Jerry Lawler's face, when he got back and, you know, just the whole Kevin Dunn thing where he's like, do we have any updates? He's dead and we're live in 10. Like, how disconnected from reality can you be? I get you're trying to run a pay-per-view, but someone literally just died. And, like, clearly all the talent was in shock. They need time to grieve to process something like that. I, I just... I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. And the fact that what did Vince, my husband was asking because I was telling him about it. What did Vince McMahon counter Sue for? I couldn't remember. I honestly can't remember either. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm assuming it was like along the lines of like slander or like defamation or something. Yeah. Which is. She, like she was misrepresenting the company in the lawsuit or something like that. I would, I would guess. I mean. To do that to someone that just lost their husband, like, unexpectedly, like, I get that, like, injuries are part of the job, I, I get that there's a risk, but they, I mean, they brought back a character that, like, he hadn't done in years because he didn't have a place in the Attitude Era, and this was completely unnecessary. Like, you don't expect to pass away in the ring from an 80-foot fall, it was 80 feet, right? Uh, I don't know how far he actually fell, but yeah, he was way the fuck up there. I think yeah. during like sixty feet, but I can't remember what they if there was like. A- I, yeah, I can't remember. I don't. But to to that's not how one would expect to. That that doesn't seem like that's part of the risk, you know, and just and say what you want about Cornette. Say what you will. Believe what you want. To see him like almost cry like that like oh I get chills just thinking about it just like that to me was like just it, it really gravitated gave that such gravity it, some Ryan said uh at least 70 feet like the fact that his last words were like look out and I don't know if those were his last words because I mean you never know that could have been someone like in the crowd or um what but I'm not one to question that like and it kind of goes along the lines of the Shad thing, you know. Your his last, his last act as a person on this earth was to save someone else. Yeah. Um. Then it really shows you what great men these are. Um. And it just kind of adds weight to this horrible tragedy that just makes you just feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. I uh. Yeah, the Shad thing, obviously. We talked about that a little bit the other day, I think. But obviously, like, the actual news has come out that he he was found and all that. And I mean, yeah, yeah. 
There's really no words. I mean, other than he's, like you said, he's a very admirable person for doing what he did. Well, and he stopped an armed robbery as well. Yeah, yeah, apparently just a great guy. Yeah. Just overall. So that's a real bummer. And uh, and with the Owen Hart stuff, like, I'm with you too about, like, I, I, I after watching that, because here's the other thing. I think Martha came across great during that documentary. Um, yeah. When, going into it, I would honestly, like, this is a bit messed up probably to have this mindset, but for a long time, I kind of, I held like a slight resentment towards her because, you know, I felt terrible for her. You know, I've lost mm-hmm. a parent. I, you know what I mean? I, I would yeah. to be like, you know, Owen Hart's son and like you lose your dad. So it's like, I obviously was incredibly sympathetic to the situation. And Owen Hart was like, I loved Owen Hart as, as a wrestler and stuff. So like the whole situation sucked, but, um, I can't remember where I was going with it now. Now I'm all getting all... You, ha- you held a resentment towards her. I had a, I had a resentment towards her because it's like... Because the, for the fans, mm-hmm. to get that to get him in the Hall of Fame, it would have felt like such a big deal because it's like you're finally recognizing the guy and like, like, you know, you can... Not that they need to make the money off of it, but like you can like sell like Owen Hart shirts and like get like the, all this whole generation of people who never got to see him wrestle live but have always like heard that about Owen Hart, but have, haven't seen it or really know about it. Give them all a great opportunity to, to, you know, revisit Owen Hart, you know, and I think yeah. a great thing. Um, but after seeing the documentary last night, I'm one million percent on her side. Yeah, absolutely. Completely like if if he never goes in WWE Hall of Fame, I won't be I won't be mad about it. I don't I'll be mad. It. And I don't think I think she's bitter. But I think she has every reason in the world to be bitter. Right. Um, right. So I, my opinion of her has, has changed quite a bit. Um, like I, like I said, I never, I never disliked her, but I just, I didn't know enough about her because she hadn't talked about the situation no. these years publicly. Um, so I just assumed that she was just like this mean old woman who just didn't want anything to do with wrestling, and and and, and she was keeping Owen's work from the rest of us. And in reality, it's like. No, to them, Owen Hart was way more than just a professional wrestler. Like he was a guy trying to uh, trying to make enough money to get out of the business. Yeah. Um. He was, you know, they they viewed him as a father and and as a human being, and, and wrestling was just a small part of what he did to them. Um. So to them, it isn't that big of a deal that he would never be in the WWE Hall of Fame. They're more concerned about who he was as a human being. And yeah, I respect the hell out of that. I can't. I yeah. Can't talk about it all. Yeah, I, I yeah, I completely agree. And I, I now I like I said now I, I just I feel bad for having thought that, but I feel like I, I'm glad she finally got to say her piece. Um, yeah. I'm really glad. I hope that it really does help her not let go because she'll never be able to let go of that. But I hope that it gives her some sort of uh, closure on the fan side. If that makes any sense, not not closure as in oh this is going to solve everything, but just right. to give us a reason. It was kind of like a really long way to tell us, please shut up. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they like talked about it as like detailed mm-hmm. and showed the the carabiner because that was a big de- a big deal too to show right? as proof of like this is the thing that was holding it. It's like okay, that's not fucking Owen Hart's fault because all these years has been these stories about like. 
like maybe Owen like wanted a different rig or he used one of two rigs yeah. off of it faster or whatever. No, the WWE straight up fucked up, hired the wrong fucking people, and they gave him this this fucking piece of shit carabiner that could not hold him. It's their fucking fault. It is not on anybody else. And now I yeah. know that for sure, you know? I know. It's like, and they said that they wanted this, the, the screw release, but it was too big and too bulky. Like, okay, no one actually believes this man is flying down to the ring. Like, we all know that he's rigged. You can see the wire. There's no, it was completely unnecessary to have a smaller rig, especially that high up in the air, you know? Yeah, for sure. <sighs> yeah, so I think they did a great job. I think they did a great job on that documentary. That's what I mean, not the riggers. <laughs> right, but, yeah, no, they did a terrible um, job. And yeah. that's what Martha's, I think that was a big thing with Martha too, was like she wanted accountability of like who fucked up here because someone needs to get punished over this happening to my husband. Yeah. You know, but, you know, this is a good segue actually because this all happened on May 23rd, 1999. Mm-hmm. This Saturday is May 23rd, 2020, and we have AEW Dynamite, or not Dynamite, <laughs> Double or Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, we should just do predictions for that. I think I think pretty good on the Owen Hart stuff. Yeah, just we we you know made us feel terrible, and my sympathies go to his kids and his wife, and I really hope that that gave her closure. So yeah, we can close that and kind of go into Double or Nothing. Yes. So this is a show that I am very much looking forward to. Yes, me too. Um, do you want to just kind of go match by match here and just go right through the card? Yeah, let's do that. Is, so, is Cody and Lance the main event? I guess it should be. Uh, I don't know if it actually will be or not. I don't know if this is necessarily the match order, but, um, because there's a, well, yeah, there's no AEW. Wait, it, yeah, there is a pre-show. Yeah, John Moxley and Brody Lee, yeah, that should that oh, yeah. be the main event, but, Maybe because, you know, Mike Tyson uh, being a part of this. That's right. Capitalize on that, too, maybe in the main event. Um, I wouldn't be against this being the main event, but it is kind of weird to position it above the world title. But uh, It is. I feel like that's something that a lot of people give WWE criticism for. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It's weird because, like, New Japan, you know, like, Tetsuya Naito is is both the IC and that's true. And like John Cena, I think John, no, Seth Rollins did that a handful of years back. And so it's weird. It's weird when they put both those belts on the same level though, because it's like, I want the world championship to be like, there has to be a main title. Like, or that's how I feel, how I feel at least like there should be like that top championship belt that everyone's trying to get. And it's okay that there's like lower ranked titles. Cause that's how you work your way up. Into, yeah. Yeah. You get pushed up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as far as the show goes, let's see, this one says, it's got a P next to it, so I'm guessing this is the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, we got it's Private Party taking on Best Friends. That could be a banger. That could be really good. Yeah, what do you, uh, what do you think about this one? Who do you think's going to win? Hmm, I want Private Party to win, but I think Best Friends are going to win. I think they're going to win because... You know, they're kind of alongside of Orange Cassidy, and I feel like last night's match was 
really, really good with Orange Cassidy, and I feel like they're kind of realizing that. So I think it's going to set up some sort of dynamic with them. However, I would really like to see Private Party win because I'd like to see them on TV more. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, both good teams. Like, I'd personally like to see Best Friends win, but I'm, oh, okay. I'm the opposite where I think Private Party will win. Because really, yeah, especially with being the elite, it seems like they're they have this weird thing going on with Hangman. So like, I feel like they're if Private Party gets a couple big wins, we could see Private oh. Party versus Kenny and, and Hangman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather see Best Friends because I'm actually a, just personally I'm a bigger fan of uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent. Uh, Trent's hilarious. Oh yeah, both those guys are. Yeah, Chuck Taylor's hilarious too. They're funny as hell. I like them. They're people I would hang out with for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Chuck Taylor, what I like about him, too, is, like, he's kind of this, like, goofy comedy-type wrestler a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. but his finisher, the Awful Waffle, which is oh, it's a hilarious name. Uh, it's a spinoff of, of Salute Your Shorts from back in the day. Yes. That show. Um, but uh, it's amazing because, like, it's got this goofy name, kind of this goofy character. He's always got kind of this, like, goofy haircut. He's not really in shape, you know. He's called Chuck Taylor, you know. Everything about him is a little bit goofy. But mm-hmm. the finisher... It looks like it would murder you. That fucking awful yes. thing he does. Looks like it would murder you. Like so he's got an amazing finishing move. Yeah. He's legit. Yeah. He's great. So anyway, I don't know. I, I hope best friends win, but my prediction is gonna be private party. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Orange Cassidy had a good match last night, like you said. I can't remember who he wrestled, but I remember being Ray Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. And then uh the dive came out with the ladder and stuff that's right yeah he came out with the ladder and then no one was catching people on their dives and yeah. ray phoenix like almost like legitimately came within like a fraction of a second from like landing on his head i was freaking out because i was like you need to rotate 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 he got up in the air and i think he what here's what my gymnastics analysis is on what happened he's on the top rope right i need to like watch it again because he, oh, I forgot to retweet that. Dang it! I I just retweeted our thingy. Um, I need to watch this again. Cause my heart freaking stopped. Because as a gymnast and a former diver, like here. I'm sure, I'm sure I can find it on here too. Why? Oh yeah, he. Um, I'm watching it right now. It's it's a GIF. I have it on my my. Yeah, let me watch it again. You've got it on your Twitter. Yeah. So what happened was he didn't get his arm arms up all the way, but he had more spring than he expected because usually when you want to go up and um, get more air, what you do is on your on your jump, you put your hands up like really high because it kind of trajects you up. But he didn't. He only stuck his arms right here. And so when he got that high, it was kind of unexpected. Oh yeah. I thought you. Uh, I thought you replied to that tweet. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was funny. Yeah, it was so for funny. the uh, for the Phoenix uh, dive. It's in there. It's a GIF. On your, it's on your page. Did I miss it? Yeah. yeah. It's there. Keep going. 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 It's not. Yeah, so yeah, see how he has his hands really, really low? That's a sign that, right there, 
That's a sign that you're not going to get that much height. There's feedback on the audio. I just hit a button. Hopefully, okay. fix that. Thanks for letting us know, by the way. Yes, um, thank you. Yes, because we have no idea. We're just talking. Um, unless you can hear my child's iPad, which you may be able to hear. If that's what it is, let me know. Um, but yeah, right there, he does not get his arms up. So his rotation is going to immediately be under. So that's why when he flips and he's like, right there, he's like, whoa. He doesn't think that he's going to be able to get that rotation. He's like that. Oh my God. Like just as a gymnast, that freaks me out because he basically was going to belly flop. And he at the last second decided to go through with it. Right there. He's like, well, I might as well do it. And Kip Sabian, Kip Sabian, you freaking weenie. What the heck? Look at Kip Sabian. What, where are you going, bro? <laughs> I mean, he underrated. To be fair, though, like, he's he clearly under jumped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, they were all standing where he was supposed to land. Um, and at the last second, Kip kind of jumps in. <laughs> but it's, I, I mean, it, they, they, there was enough people there that you figured somebody would have caught him better out of all those yeah. people. But, like, I also, I mean, I get it, too. Like, he, they're, they're in position. It's just, you, it's hard to, it's hard to know he's not going to make it until the very end because he, he, he tries to flip right at the end. Right at the end. Like I said, I don't think he was going to go through with it. Right there. And then he's like, whatever. He tucks his head in. Boom. All right. Like, oh, my God, my heart stopped. I hope he's okay. And then is Britt Baker um, concussed? Do we know? Do you have a, uh, anything of that? I know, what you're t I know what you're talking about, but I can put it on. Let me look at, let me look at, no, I, I, I missed it. I was on my, um, I was checking my Twitter. That's fine. Um, but, um, yeah. So it was, anyway. oh, actually, you know what? I think, uh. I think I could find it on Twitter pretty quick, actually. I think I saw it earlier. Um, Nyla Rose. Here we go. Here it is. So, it should hopefully replay. Here we go. Yeah, it's only nine seconds. Ooh. So... I don't know really who to blame here. It's a it's a collective screw up from I think all three of the women, but may I gotta mainly put that on uh on Statlander and uh, yeah. uh Sheeta. Like I mean, I guess Nala could have done better about like trying to not kick her in the face on the way down, but there's nothing she could have done about landing on her leg like that. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's where I think the real, like, injury is going to be. Is I mean, she got hit in the face with her foot, but Nyla's whole weight went on Britt's uh, knee on the way down. Oh, yeah, I see that now. Because she didn't get back in the match after that. Yeah, I would not be surprised to find out her, her leg is messed up. Because, uh, I mean, when you have two people throwing a woman who is obviously, you know, a bit larger than Britt Baker... No offense or anything, like they're gonna throw her with double the force. Um, oh, just, a, just a bad spot, just straight just up. Just a bad spot, just don't do that. Just like, I just hope she's okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's a rough one because everyone, everyone at this point probably knows I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Nala Rose, but I can't really blame her for that one. That no idea. Um, it's just my mic with the feedback. Hold on.
Um, hopefully that's fixed. I've been trying to hit some buttons. Why do you guys? I think I, I wonder if it's just my kid's iPad and her like eating onion chips. Maybe. I don't know. I couldn't tell you because we I, obviously for anyone watching this that might not know, like I can't. I obviously can't listen to how it sounds as we're doing it. So there's just no real way of me knowing. Um, but, but I do really, really appreciate you guys. Yes. Know so that we can try to fix it as we're going. Yes. So. Uh, so yeah, in yeah. conclusion, <laughs> best friends probably <laughs> probably think private party. <laughs> um, let's talk about this one next. So we got Dustin Rhodes for Sean Spears. Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. I uh, I like the matchup. It's something where I feel like Sean Spears like really needs a significant win badly, but like. I still like Dustin better. Like, I'd mm-hmm. rather see Dustin win the match. So it's, it, I think there's going to be a lot of that on the show, actually, as the more that I'm looking at this card, where, like, I like all the wrestlers involved, but my prediction in a lot of these, I think, is going to differ from who I actually want to win these matches. Um, so my prediction is going to be Sean Spears, but I want to see Dustin win the match. Um, just because I think, I, I think Sean's just in this spot where, like, you don't want him to get to, like, jobber status, like, where he was in WWE, and he's kind of there with AEW already, but, like, we talked about in a, in a past show, he's beating, like, the like the real jobber, like, the people that are they're just bringing yeah. him, which I like, but, but if he can't beat Dustin, then he can, like, really only beat, if he can't beat someone like Dustin's level, because Dustin isn't really featured as, like, a main event guy, he's featured as, like, a upper mid-carder, um... And if Sean can't beat him, then he's kind of stuck in this in this same like lower card spot. So I, I feel like Sean benefit from the win. Um, so that's why I'm going with him. But personally, I like to see Dustin win just because I, I like him better just as a performer personally. But what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like last year, that match they had with Cody, Dustin, and Cody was just one of the best matches I've ever seen. The best match I've ever seen live. Um, definitely. Um, one of the best matches ever. Just completely just an, an emotional experience. Uh, this, I don't think, is going to be that emotional. Um, I do think that Sean Spears needs a win. I don't know if it'll be, like, not super clean, because I feel like AEW, they do pretty clean finishes. They don't do any, like, BS finishes. It's not going to be a DQ, because they don't do DQs. But I feel like something's going to happen that Dustin won't be too damaged. Like from it won't look too bad from it, but I feel like Sean Spears is gonna weasel his way into a win. I feel like that just makes sense. And like Ryan, Ryan, Ryan said, um, he you know putting younger talent over. Um, but um, I just, it feel, if, I don't know, it just feels like it makes sense for Sean Spears to win. But I don't know, maybe something surprising will happen. Yeah. We'll see. So, uh, so we both have Sean Spears winning the match. Um, up next, so yeah, I guess we we'll talk about this one next. Uh, oh wow! Hardy, Hangman, Kenny, and the Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle, which of course consists of Jericho, Hager, Sam Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. Um, this is a stadium stampede match, which. To my understanding, I don't think it's an elimination style match. I think- well, you click on it, see what it says. Um. So it's just yeah, it's it's just showing like a generic like. Oh, okay. 
what I think it is, is them all wrestling on like the football field. But I think it's the, just the first person who gets pinned or submitted from either team and the match is over, I think is how it works. Um, I could be wrong, but that's how, my understanding Let yeah. me know in the chat. If you, um, if I'm right, or if, if you, there, you can let me know uh, what it actually is if I'm wrong. Um, but what do you think about this match? Like, obviously a lot of good performers in this one. Um, weird concept, but we'll see. We'll see if they can pull it off. What are you thinking? Ooh, so to, I, I, honestly, I haven't really thought about it. I've just been really excited to see this match in football field. Like, this is going to be crazy. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be meme-worthy. I think it's going to be great. Oh, oh, dear. My child just closed the door. Um, I think that it's going to be super fun. I think, I think that, that something is going to happen, happen with Adam Page turning. So I so think that Inner, Inner Circle is going to win somehow, and, and we're going to see Adam Page turn, turn on the Elite. The elite. I feel, I feel like, like, even though at the same time he hasn't really been on TV much, he hasn't been having that much time to kind of tease, like, on TV, tease his turn, I feel like... It's a good it's way a good to get way him back, back on television, television like weekly, weekly to kind of, kind of reintroduce, reintroduce him back. I mean, he's great either way, but I but feel like, you know, yeah, I don't know, like Double or Nothing to me feels like AEW's like big pay-per-view. I don't know if it's just because it's like their first one, but I don't know. Like I, that that's just kind of my thinking behind it. I mean, I don't know, but they're saying that Sting could come in and... I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I want I want the elite to win. I want the elite to win. I love the elite. Obviously, Kenny Omega's bay. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'm gonna go inner circle win, but then Sting comes in and game is changed after that, and we continue this because I feel like this should have. We need this to happen like at Blood and Guts again, like because Blood and Guts never happened. We just kind of forgot about it, um, and I think it kind of needs to accumulate and conclude in the Blood and Guts match. You know what I mean? So. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe instead of Adam Page turning quite yet. He'll turn when whoever wins the uh, number one contender match wins the tag titles, and then he'll be super mad, and then he'll turn in blood and guts. However, I'm going to still go with Inner Circle winning. Yeah, I'm going to go with Inner Circle as well. Um, a lot For a lot of the same reason. I think you make a lot of good points on, on pretty much all of that. Like, I, I, could, I could see Sting uh, debuting. Like, I've been kind of talking about that a little bit with Jericho using the bat, which is kind of like, random he started carrying a bat around like i could totally see sting coming back with his bat and, like jericho has got his like they could a lot they can do with that there's also we've been talking about like sting could potentially manage darby allen also and stuff like that like there's I, i'm all for sting in AEW if he's used as a manager and um i'm even okay with him wrestling a match or two if he's healthy enough to do it like he I have a feeling he probably doesn't want to really end on that match with Seth Rollins if he's able to, if he's able to go. I don't think he wants his last match to be remembered as him, you know, basically. I mean, there's really another way to put it. He was almost paralyzed in the ring. He couldn't yeah. the ropes and move around. He was just falling over. Um, I don't want that to ever happen again. Like if there's a possibility of that happening to him, I don't want him to wrestle. But if he's 
mean, he's taking a lot of years off at this point. Like, if he's fully healed and he feels like he can go. Edge came back. Daniel Bryan yeah. came back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm okay with that. I, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just think inner circle is like you said, at some point they are going to go to, to do blood and guts. I just think they're waiting for a crowd. Um, mm-hmm. and there would be real, no, no real reason to do blood and guts if the elite win this match. And I could also see Hangman Page possibly turning too. There's a lot of possibilities, um, yeah. coming out of this. I think that either Jericho or Sammy will get the uh, the deciding pin or submission too. They'll either they'll either use who? Sammy or who? Sammy or Jericho. I, yeah. I think that they'll either use it as a way to like continue to have you know because Jericho's going to be a top star with them regardless because he's Chris Jericho, but they can they can use that as like another way of him looking really really good and kind of you know quote unquote powerful even though he doesn't have the title belt. Or this is an opportunity to really elevate uh, Sammy a little bit more um, by having him get the the big pin or submission because I I mean there's there's clearly a future with that kid if he can stay healthy I mean he's got he's t- incredibly talented um, yeah so oh and speaking of Sting actually and since we were talking about my birthday earlier I'm gonna show you what my brother got me for my birthday this year yeah it came in early and I gotta give him a shout I'll give him a shout out anyway at the end of the episode but. This was uh, this was a great gift. So, I'm obviously surrounded by just a ton of stuff in here. But this is a uh, a signed Sting. Wow. Uh, Raph Ninja Turtle. So I liked Ninja Turtles when I was grow when I was growing up. Sting's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. So thank you, Brian. That was a oh, that's present. so thoughtful. It was a perfect present. Um. So yeah, I would love that'd be great timing. I got this I got this new Sting fig and uh I'd like Sting back up on uh, on television. So I'm all That's fascinated. great. What a thoughtful mm. gift. That was so sweet. Yeah, he nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Um cool. Well that's the uh the stadium stampede. So we'll uh you think that's gonna be like a What if he's sitting in the, the stands by himself? Oh, that'd be And they do the zoom or the, the, the zoom out? That'd be that'd be sweet, actually. Yeah, I'm all for that. Um, do you think there's gonna be elements of like, like the deletions or like the boneyard match type stuff in this? No, I don't think it'll be cinematic. It's, I don't think it's gonna be pre-taped. I think it's just gonna be epic. I think. Um, I want them to. Are the goalposts up? Yeah, so I'm gonna look at my background. <laughs> Oh, the goal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, really. man. Right there. I forgot. <laughs> I don't look at myself. Oh, um, I want to see them try and take down the. I want to see them swing from them. Um, sorry, I'm not picking my nose at itch. Um, I want them to go up to the box office or the box seats. Um,. I think it'll I think be it'll fun. Be There's oh man. I hope that I hope isn't that like the first, first match. match. Like, like I feel like that, that needs to be like almost, almost the main event, event, if you think about it. Yeah, Especially if Sting, Sting shows up. But I guess there's, there's this card is so stacked, dude. Yeah. This card is lit. Yeah, I completely agree. Um Yeah. Speaking of uh, well, we speaking of the elite. What's that? 
Sammy turn face and join the elite. No, I don't see that happening. No. Um, we were talking about Britt Baker earlier. Um, I'm assuming she's still doing this show, but like I really don't know based on that potential injury we watched just a minute ago. Yeah. Um, if this match does in fact happen as planned, I think it's going to be a really good match. I've been high on Chris Alliander since her run in the Indies, and I don't think she's been like properly represented in AEW up to this point. Like, uh, not, and that's not the company's fault, to be honest. Um, she's just had some performances that I think were underwhelming, where she was put in a big spot, and uh, like her match against Nyla Rose, I think both of them looked really bad. In I just thought it was a bad yeah. the title, uh, just straight up. Uh, I can't blame Nyla fully. I can't blame Chris fully. It just just wasn't good. Um, yeah. And but I think there's potential there for Britt Baker and Chris Atlander to have a really good match against each other. And I hope that they do, because I think they're two of the most talented female performers that, that the company has. So I'm going to take, I mean, it's hard to make a prediction for this, but I'm going to, I guess I'm going to take Britt because they're, I feel like they're pushing her stronger, but, mm-hmm. but at the same, and, and also I, I doubt they're going to go with Statlander and Nyla again right away. And they probably won't go with Britt and Nyla right away either. So like, I really don't know what they're going to do with the division with, with Nala being the champion because there's only there's only so many, I feel like, people that can come at her before, before it just gets really old. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I, I feel like they're pushing Britt stronger and want to highlight her more. So I'm going to yeah, go yeah. with Britt. But, like, I'd be, the same same thing again. I'd rather see Chris Outlander win, but I am going to choose Britt Baker. It's like, this is going to happen the whole, like, same thing with the Elite. I'd rather see the Elite win, probably, but I went with Inner Circle. Like, it's going to be, I feel about, like, every match on this, but who do you think is going to win? Um, I think Britt Baker is going to win. Um, I feel like, like you said, I think Chris Statlander, you know, she had her match already with uh, Nyla Rose, and um, I feel like they're really pushing Britt Baker. They're really pushing that character. They're really building it up, and... Um, Unless, you know, God forbid she's hurt. Um, I really think that they, if, if, she, if Britt Baker loses, I'm going to be so beyond frustrated. <laughs> like, they've got her doing vignettes. They've got the whole thing with Tony. They've got just all of this going on. And she's like one of their top merch sellers. I do know that. Or like the top women's merch seller. So I feel like why not roll with it? I mean, she's great. She's attractive. She's relatable. She's fun. She's smart. She's a literal, like, hero. Uh, she's a doctor. Did you know she's a dentist? Like, get real. Yeah, like, did you real. know? Did anyone in the chat I, know I, that she's a dentist? I, shocking. Shocking, I know. Um, but I really think that Britt Baker does need a win. I really do. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think I can piggyback that match along with the next one because I'm going to I'm gonna take – I'm going to get your prediction. It was your turn to go first, but this is – I don't care. I I uh I try to I try to alternate, but but I I'm actually gonna take Sheeta over Nala Rose to become the new champion, and I'm doing that because I think Baker versus Sheeta totally makes sense. Now, yes. Um, and I'm I'm real good with that. So if Sheeta beats Nyla for the title, I'm gonna take Britt Baker. Um, and that's that's gonna be my prediction. I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you thinking with uh, the title? Yeah, I completely agree. Um. I think that Sheeta is incredibly talented, believable in beating Nyla Rose. And it's no um, DQ. It's no, it's no DQ. DQ. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no count-outs no count either. either. 
Um, um, yeah, I honestly, and I, you think about it, like, she does, she's got, like, people behind her. Nyla's kind of, like, on her own, you know, very, um, kind of like, uh, oh my gosh, kind of like John Moxley, for some reason, like, they just don't have anyone to come help them, you know, um, so I do think that when it comes down to no DQ and no count out, I think that stamina and cardio and, um, longevity, um, longevity in the ring in matter, the and I think that, that Sheeta has the advantage the there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and this is another one of those, like, I feel like i got to say it every time. I know I, I know don't have to say it at this point. Enough people watch this. And by the way, uh, welcome to the chat. I see new faces and, and old faces in the chat right now. Uh, me and Jesse just don't want to, like, break our channel communication, mm -hmm. but... Oh, uh, that's why we always mention the super chats. Send a super chat. We will make sure to drop whatever we're talking about and get to the chat. Yeah. Uh, you know, welcome Michael. Welcome Steven. Hi. Uh, Kendren. Uh, thank you all for joining. I know I'm missing Jay. a lot of people. Jay. Kendren. Yeah. Um, Steven. So, thanks for joining us. Um, I and once again, I feel like I, I, I feel like I have to say it. I shouldn't have to at this moment. I'm going to. Has nothing to do with Nyla being transgender no, at all. Nothing at all. But I need to preface my statement by that by just mentioning, like, this is a, for me, this is a very, very, very big test for Nyla Rose because I've been critical of her, her, her wrestling work, re strictly her wrestling work, mm -hmm. her whole run in AEW. She's had, in my opinion, she's had like one good match and it was against Riho, right? Riho. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the matches I've seen, outside of like, she's had a couple fairly impressive squash matches where all she really had to do was just beat up somebody for a couple minutes and the other one didn't get any offense in. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that, a lot of botching, a lot of not being able to lift women that she should definitely be able to lift, um, trying to put people through tables and like unsuccessfully getting them through the table, just stuff where it was like one thing after another where I'm like, I'm not a fan of Nala Rose. Just her, yeah. her not for me, I didn't think it was good. But here's a big opportunity to change my mind. I'm I'm always open-minded. Yeah. Changing my mind. Like, there's no reason she should have a not good match with Sheeta. Like, like if she can't have a good match with Sheeta, there is a problem with Nala Rose. 100. Yeah. Like, Sheeta's too good. She makes her opponents look too good. She sells too good. If if and it's no DQ, they can hide all of Nyla Rose's weaknesses in this one and really highlight her strengths. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. So there is no reason for this match to be bad. And if it is, I have to imagine it's going to mainly be on Nyla because I just can't imagine Sheeta going out there and just just not showing up. You know what I mean? No way. No, no way. way. That's not like her. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at with all that. So here's another example, like, or another opportunity, like, if Nyla and Sheeta go out there and they kill it, I'll be the first one when we come on here to talk about the review. I'll be the first one to come on and say, Nyla Rose killed in that match. She did a great job. You know what I mean? I mean I'd be yeah. happy for that to be the case. Um, yep, I sure hope so. Like, that's what we want. We want to see him do well and prove us wrong. Yeah, 100%. Trust me. I, I mean, yeah, I want all these people to do well. Like, I mean, I... Like, they're... <laughs> for a lot of the reasons, I, I like watching the show. It's, I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time watching somebody that I don't want to be watching on my screen, you know? And I know it sounds a little bit harsh, but it's like... It's true. But but it's, I mean, that's your job as, like, a pro wrestler is, like, to entertain the people watching the show. 
It's a consumer-based product. Right. It's, exactly. It's consumer-based. It's pay-per-view-based. Like, I'm going to be spending, like, whatever it is, 60 bucks or... It's 50 bucks or something. Yeah, to buy the show. Like, I don't illegally stream these shows. I support the... Con- no, I will always, yeah. So, so it's one of those things where I want to get my money. I want to feel like I got my money's worth. And, mm-hmm. um, and AEW has, has given me my money's worth consistently. I'm not complaining about the company. But I just don't want to feel in this position anymore where there are better women on the roster than Nyla to hold the title when she's holding the title. Like, I want, to, I want her to go out there and, and show me why she's been chosen to be the champion. Um, and I don't think that's an un, unreasonable thing to ask for. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, so, yeah, that uh, could be a good match. I hope it's a good match. Yes. Speaking of a match that will be good no matter what, because everyone in this match rules... Yeah. Oh, we have the casino ladder match, and the winner will get a future shot at the AEW World Championship. Ooh. From my understanding of the match rules, this is going to be really interesting because they're going to treat it, from what I've heard, like a Royal Rumble, where oh. ring, and like they come out in intervals, so the match could actually end. Someone could grab the 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 briefcase or whatever before everyone even enters the match, which I think is a, an interesting... Uh, That's an interesting development. I didn't even realize that. Hold on, I'm going to go, turn mine. Oh, never mind. Um, anyways, yeah. And someone on my, my Twitter pointed out that the silhouette that they showed looks like EC3. But doesn't he have a 90-day no-compete? I don't know if he has a no-compete or not. I don't know, and I don't know how long it's been since he got let go either. I, I'm sure it hasn't been 90 days, but no, it has not. I don't know. Uh, but it does look like him. But I also feel like they wouldn't show a silhouette of who it was going to actually be. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's kind of. It could be anyone. I mean, it could be generic buff man. You know, <laughs> like yeah. with short straight hair. hair. I mean, didn't he shave his head though? EC3, yeah. Yeah, so. Less shorter hair. But the, so anyway, so this ladder match, the contestants we have are Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and the always infamous TBA, to be announced. Um, somebody in the chat earlier said they expect this match to be the opener. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this opened the pay-per-view. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll start with you, Jesse. Who do you think, first of all, will be the mystery entrant? And then who do you think will win this match? Um, I think I'm, I'm kind of expecting, expecting and hoping, and hoping that, that, uh, Joey, Joey Janela is going to be announced. I, I feel like people will be, be mad, mad, but I feel like he needs to be, to be somewhere, somewhere in this. In this. I, feel I feel like he's, he's really talented and, and a really good really wrestler. Good wrestler. I feel like he needs to be in there. Um... To, uh, me, to me, unless, unless the TBA is someone, someone like, like really, really big, big. I, I don't, don't see the TBA, the TBA like, like just jumping, jumping straight, straight into the AEW World, World Championship match. match. Um, um, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. I, it I just makes sense, sense uh, to uh, me. I feel I like feel Darby, Darby Allen, Allen should be in the championship, the championship spot, or at least like kind of there. Maybe, maybe too early, early but, but 
I don't know. I, I really, really Orange Cassidy, so cool, so but, but like literally one of my favorites. favorites but I, I just I don't know. know. I don't know I if they would they go would that go route, route, especially with the way the matches have been going um, um, as of late. Luchasaurus would be a good one. I think Luchasaurus would be cool. The rest I just don't see. I just don't see. Somebody's either Darby Allen or Luchasaurus. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I think that I'm with you, though. I think Darby is the best option um, yeah. when. And we also don't know when the title matches. So, like, it might be, you know, the next pay-per-view, which is probably going to be, like, three months out or something like that, mm -hmm. four months out. So, by then, there could be enough time to where it would make sense for Darby to be, um, to have that championship match. Because I, yeah. I think I've been saying it on this show as well. Like, I've been saying for months now that I think that, I guess I should say, since John Moxley won the title, which I guess, I, I can't remember how long ago that was already. Uh, that was the last live pay-per-view. Yeah, so I guess it's already been a couple Revolution? February? End of February? Yeah. So, I've been saying I, I want Darby to be the one to beat Mox. Like, I've been, that's been my guy this whole time. Um, and I said I wanted it to happen after a long reign for Moxley. And that could kind of potentially happen. Um, Potentially. Um, we're going to talk about the next match, though. I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that uh, I think that Darby could use it uh, the most. I think he makes the most sense. I think he is the most likely to win the championship um, before the rest of the people that I see in that match. Um, but I'm a fan of everybody for, complete, for completely different reasons that are all over the place. I'm a fan of everybody in this match. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm, I don't know who the TBA is going to be. I saw some people... Uh, I saw some people talking about Brian Cage or Cassius Ono or Flip Gordon or someone joking about Alan Angels. Alan Angels is a good worker, though. I've seen him live in, uh, in Nashville, Chattanooga, Atlanta. Like, I've seen him, him live before I've ever saw him in AEW, and he, he works hard. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other. Wardlow, someone said. Uh, I could see Wardlow, maybe. Um... Doesn't really fit in with the rest of them, like, skill-wise, I feel like. I feel like he's kind of still kind of behind the rest of them, like, in the ring. At least from what I've seen. I could be wrong. Um, Greg Cherry says he tried to send a super chat. Yeah. Yeah, we would appreciate I mean, I'll, I'll, Jesse, if you want to put my PayPal link in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Greg, if you send me that through PayPal, me and Jesse split everything we make on the on the chat 50-50, and I'll make sure to send her half of whatever you send if, if you would like to donate. And you can also make, you know, feel free to ask a question or give a prediction or something if you're donating money. We'd be happy to, to discuss that here on the show. I'm trying to... Um, welcome, Terrell. Welcome back. Yes, is it this um, Gmail one up here? Um, oh, it's like... Uh, S... PayPal... Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the dot me something. Yes, got it, got it. Got it. Sweet. Um, but yeah, if, if anybody's having a hard time the super chats through PayPal for whatever reason, uh, if you send money to the link that Jesse's posting right now, like I said, we we will split that um, 50 50 between me and Jesse. So, um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna right. link shows up. There it is. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't know who the the TBA is gonna be. I I don't know. It's it's tough, but I hope it's a good surprise. And AEW, 
they're really on the finger of the pulse of like of they listen to people yeah like they're they're not gonna I don't think it's gonna be a letdown whoever it is um up next big match AEW World Championship John Moxley defending the title against Brody Lee um oh I'm first for this one so mm-hmm. I think Brody Lee is gonna be the new champion I think he's gonna win the title what? Yep, I know. It sounds crazy. And the reason is because if he doesn't win the title, the Dark Order storyline is completely worthless. Like, all the time that they've put in, literally since the first ever AEW show, when Dark Order appeared and nobody understood what was going on and they were getting booed. and That was double or nothing. Yep. They were making jokes on being the elite about how much the fans wanted it off TV and, you know, and they, but, but they're at a point now where it's a group of losers who are following Brody Lee in hopes of being winners. And if Brody Lee can't win, there is no reason for these people to follow him and take all the shit that he's, that he's giving them. Um, no one's going to let, like, like, 10 last night, going out there and, like, basically sacrificing his arm to Brody Lee. Yeah. Be willing to do that if the guy can't win matches. And yeah. he's at his most powerful in that company if he's holding that world title. And what I think, because it's still very polarizing, people who like the Dark Order versus people who don't like the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. My opinion of it is I, I very much like the storyline at this point. I was with everybody else for a long time about it being no good. Mm-hmm. This point, it makes sense to me because you have, it's, I, I just showed my turtle figure a second ago. It reminds me of the foot clan and the super shredder on the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. <laughs> like you have Brody Lee, who's the clear leader, like the super shredder. You have evil Uno, who's the clear, you know, number one in charge under Brody Lee. You have Stu Grayson, who I think eventually is going to be the one to turn and take down Brody Lee from the inside. Really? Prediction, and he's in singles. And and it's and and I like the storyline as a 32 year old guy. And I would, if I was a kid, I would love the storyline. If I was a kid watching AEW, I would think Dark Order was like me watching a superhero movie or a comic book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So at this point, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I don't like the idea of Moxie losing the title so soon, but I think that they're in this position where if Brody Lee loses, especially with like all the all the hype making the jump from the WWE over and everything, I think it just kills his momentum completely and just it it doesn't bury him, but but he's on another level if he wins this match. And that's not to say that Moxley can't win that title back in a few months. Um, or, like I said, Stu Grayson or somebody kind of tries to take them out from the inside over time. But I've really enjoyed Brody Lee coming out with the belt and all of them standing up on the entranceway and someone holding the belt for him. And, like, I, I like the presentation of it. And I think they have to go all the way with it at this point. Otherwise, this whole storyline for this last year is, like, for nothing. Um so that I know, I know I I talked a long time about that, but uh, what are you? No, it's that's great. Well, first of all, we did get a super chat from Jay. Thank you, Jay Rojas. I think I hope I'm saying it right. Thank you. I'm Thank here you. because of Jesse. Saw her reactions when I first started watching. I'm enjoying the commentary. Thank you. That means really a lot to me. Like seriously, that stuff I really do. 
like the kind words, I do hold them in my heart. Um, so I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And thank you, Greg. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Um, seriously, appreciate it a lot. Oh, thank um, you, Greg. I, I, I'm about to look right now. Um, thank you so much. Really, seriously, it, it means a lot to me. And thank you for your kind words, Jay. Um, I think everything you said makes total sense. Um, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm conflicted. I think John, while I think John Moxley should stay champion, I think he should retain. It, it, you're right, it does make sense for Brody Lee to get the win here. Um, I've, I've seen people online, you know, saying, you know, don't hate me, don't hate me, but I'm, I'm not, I'm starting to turn on the Dark Order thing. There's a lot of people that are like, this is just ridiculous, like, oh, geez, what was that? What the hell was that? Some of my action figures. There was like a big gust of <gasps> something. They knocked over like paranormal activity. Nothing important. Dark Don't order. No, nothing. Nothing expensive. I'm gonna, okay. All good. Oh my god. Knocked over my little Paul Bear. Uh, oh <gasps> ah! That's scary. That's scary. You need to. I know it's really scary. I'm not even kidding about this. There was one time. Okay, this is so <laughs> off topic. There was one time where, um, so I used to keep my figures in like a different spot in my old, where I used to live in Nashville. And I didn't know it for a long time, but I, I guess by me walking, um, so close to where they were set up for a long enough time, like over time, some of the figures like moved on the table yeah. a little bit. And I didn't realize it until like, I guess it was just slowly, gradually happening. And I never know. It was never, I guess, a big enough change to where I noticed it, but there was one day I walked into my office and I looked at, I looked at like my figure set up and I know it sounds like a really bad joke, but this is actually what had happened. It, it, it looked like my Chris Benoit figure had like scared off the, like it was like, cause they were all in a row and then it was like just Benoit and then the other three figures like around him, like, like, like tore him. And oh it was my like, gosh. it was like a toy story scenario. Did I just walk in on like, Banging themselves from Ben Wall, like what? What the hell? What am I? Lo- I was like, I know I didn't put these like that. But then I realized I, over time because it started happening again with some of the other ones that I was just walking so close to the thing that it was just barely moving. Ah. Um. But of all the figures, I was like the Ben Wall figures, like the fucking one that all the right. Oh my. Other figures are like, get the fuck off. That's scary. Um, yeah, it was scary when I first saw it. I thought someone was fucking with me. I thought someone, like, broke into my place and only moved my fingers around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, by the way, um, just got a notification. H3H3 Productions. Nuclear Fallout Keemstar. Oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yep. yeah. I know what I'm doing right after this, Jesse. Yes. Yes. Um, um. I, I, but really quickly, I want to mention, thank you, Greg. I got your, your PayPal um, donation. And I will make sure to split that with Jesse. We very much appreciate that. Um, since you sent it through PayPal, let me read out what you said in the chat just now. Um, he said, Mox should lose by DQ. Like, he snaps and looks strong, but he loses the match and keeps the title. I could see that happening for sure. I think that's a very good prediction. Um, I hate the idea because it's a pay-per-view. I don't want to see that happen because I'm paying money and I don't want to see a non-finish. But I think we could. it's absolutely possible that that happens. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Travis, that's spooky. I'm really into ghost stories right now, so um, too spooky for me. Um, but I love it. I love ghost stories. We could do a whole show on the paranormal. I was telling you, I was watching some stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, here's another scenario though that I kind of thought of while you were um, uh, discussing your reasoning behind you wanting Brody Lee to win. Um, just because I just I really want John Moxley to say, what if? And I don't know. Maybe they're kind of getting the sense that the Dark Order thing is kind of fizzling out or whatever. But um, I don't think it is. I think it's still doing well. But what if Brody Lee loses and the entire Dark Order kind of turns on him? Um, and then they kind of set up this whole, like, mental breakdown by him and just kind of turn his character a bit from this, like, Vince... Because he's been getting a lot of heat for, like, the whole Vince McMahon thing. Um, the Vince McMahon comparison. And, um, I feel like he could probably, like, go with this whole mental breakdown kind of thing or, like, questioning what he was doing and his reasoning why. I mean, you could go with that. There's just so many options, you know? Um, yeah. Um, my... I don't know. My, uh... uh just, I'm sorry, I got caught between that and... Uh, Greg, I wanted to make sure... I did get your note. I'll talk to you about that. I'll talk to Jesse about that, then I'll talk to you about that. But, um, thank you very much for the message and the, the PayPal. I, I got it now. Um... You just, what was the first thing you just mentioned about, about Moxley, um, and why... Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. You said they could potentially turn on him. Um, because yeah, the Dark Order. And they're like, why Why are we around this bitch-ass loser? I like, agree, but in that scenario, nobody gets over. No. That's true. That's like, Brody so true. Lee is a loser from the from the get-go, and he's in an up, uphill battle for like to, to become relevant again, and nobody in the Dark Order is in a position where, like, you know what I mean? They haven't built it up enough where, like, if 10... You know what I mean? If 10 turned on Brody, yeah. everyone would be like, okay. Like, it wouldn't... So what? Like, 10's... Like, we don't know anything about this guy. Like, we... Like, you know, it's... And that's why I, that's why I think Stu Grayson's a good option. Because I think that, like, at some point... Because he's the only one that doesn't fit in, too. Like, he doesn't wear the mask. He isn't, like, the number one guy in charge, like Evil Uno seems to be. Like... Yeah. He, him, and, him and Uno are a good tag team, but I think they. And, but I've seen Grayson's uh, singles work as well. Yeah, where's Evil Uno been? Where Where he I, at? He's I like... think I think they're both Canadian and they can't travel. Oh, I think. Oh. Um. So, but uh, but yeah, there's a lot of options, but I have seen other people uh, bring up that scenario with the Dark Order. Oh, really? Lost the Dark Order, uh, turning, but but say I have the same same kind of thought process you know it's just like i mean i could see it happening but they're just my whole my whole line of thinking with this whole thing with Brody lee is like i just can't imagine AEW making this big a deal out of this storyline because they've stuck with it for so long mm-hmm. yeah they've had so many opportunities to kill this thing off They've added more members to it. When you go to an AEW show live, um, like when I was there in Atlanta, they have um, like the dude from the commercials, um, mm-hmm. the Dark Order commercials. He's out like by like the concessions and stuff with like the pull, like the pull. To- no, he's not. Oh yeah, he's he's there like trying to recruit fans to the Dark Order, like like before the show and stuff. Um, That's epic. Yeah. That's so like sort they're of they're. Shit. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, it's a great idea. Um, and it's cool because, like, you can go up to them, like, and basically, like, it'll be, like, him and, like, two of the creepers or whatever in masks. And, like, you can go up, like, pull a, uh, 
like from the pa- from the paper, like pull a tab um, for the website, and then like take a picture of the guys as like kind of like a new member of the Dark Order, pretty much. Um, so it's a yeah, it's a great concept, and they've they've put so much thought and time into it that that on- I do like it. I right. Well, like when that. they when they made such a big deal about Brody Lee being the exalted one too, it's like you you can't do all this for so long just to have Brody Lee lose and have everybody turn on him because then like there's just nothing. It was like it was all done for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ooh, bitch, mama. What if? So Moxley. Here's the thing, and and to piggyback off of that, John Moxley does not need the AEW Championship to get over. He is completely right. fine. What if? What if, what if Lance Archer wins that TNT championship? Moxie goes after Lance Archer. They continue that from New Japan. Oh, I'd be all for it. I'd be all for Ooh. that. That'd be great. It, it was him and um, Lance Archer in, um, for the United States thing, right, with the tables and shit? Yeah, in, uh, in New Japan. Japan. Yeah, I watched that Wrestle Kingdom. That was an epic Wrestle Kingdom. Well, Moxley's still the IWGP US champ, I think. Um, Is he, or did he have to? Because I saw someone bitching that... Sorry, that sounded mean. Um, I saw someone bitching that he had to get his um, championship removed for not being able to defend it. There you go. Oh, it says current. Oh, well. Well, um, that person bitched at the wrong person. <laughs> wow. That person was just bitching a bitch. They were like, well, he got his taken away and no one talks about that. I'm like, I didn't know, so I just kind of ignored it. Um, um. But... Yeah. But that would make sense, though. TNT champ versus U.S. champ, like, cross-promotional type matches between the two. Dude. Yeah. That would be good as hell. Yeah, Travis Johnson, he won it back. Right, yeah, he. I can't remember how he lost his title the first time. Maybe that's what that guy was talking I think that, about. Oh, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe he wasn't able to compete. It was. I think it's because he had that MRSA infection, right? Oh, that's right, his elbow. Yeah. He literally had a MRSA infection. So what? What that wasn't like a grave injustice. Yeah. It's like MRSA. No one wants to get MRSA. I've had MRSA. It sucks. I've had it twice. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, he had to miss out on a lot because of that. He had to. He had to miss out on. He missed that, out uh, on um, Starcast three. Yeah, he was gonna do. He was gonna do blood sport against Josh Barnett too. Couldn't do it. Ooh, that's sick. Nice. Um. But anyway, yeah, a lot of options, a lot of ways they can go with the AEW title. I'm officially going with Brody Lee. Are you going with Brody or Mox? Brody. It just makes sense. I've, I've converted you, I feel like. I feel like you were going to say Mox before I... I really want Mox to win, but I just... it, it may, Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense that, like I said, like, Mox doesn't need it. Right. And you can always win it back at some point. Yeah. They really, I feel like they just really, well, I've already made my case. I feel like, I feel like they've booked them. They, they could piss a lot of people off with that match. They're going to piss, they're going to piss people yeah. off regardless. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, the next match, this is like, this is incredible. I love this matchup. Mm-hmm. MJF with Wardlow taking on Jungle Boy. Um, you're up first for this prediction. Who do you think wins and why? Jungle Boy wins because Luchasaurus comes in to whoop on Wardlow. I like it. I like it. Um, because MJF is a chicken shit heel. He's great on the mic. He could completely defend himself from this loss, get on the mic, say his hangnail was bothering him. 
um, you know, his hangnail came back. Maybe he doesn't even compete. Maybe he's like my hair. He goes here, Wardlow. But I think that Jungle Boy gets the win because I feel like I almost called him Lucha House Party. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Express. I feel like they need um, they need kind of like a revamping because they just everyone's just whooping on Marco. Um, yeah, Travis. MJF wins or Jungle Boy wins with a roll up. I feel it'll be sneaky. Um, but I feel like Jungle Boy going to win. I think it's going to be fun. I think this could be really fun. I think both are so dynamic in personality and in the ring. Um, and then you have Jungle Boy with his squad. Um, they're going to get revenge for Marco's stunt. This is for Marco. Yeah, I, I love the matchup. And these two guys are, we've talked about it before, where I have kind of my list of like, four guys or whatever that I think are going to be the future of this company going forward over the years. And I always mention MJF, Jungle Boy, uh, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Darby Allen. Those are like the four guys that I'm always like, you got so much right here if you if you hold on to these guys and they stay healthy. Um, I think MJF's going to win this match. I think they've built him too much. Like, he beat Cody. He He's... True. I don't... I don't... I, don't, I, I think they're going all the way with MJF. I, really? Yeah, I think MJF is one million percent going to be the AEW champion within the next year, or year, year and a half. Like, oh, I believe that. Yeah, like he'll be. It's just a matter of like how the chips fall with like, like I could totally see a scenario where like Brody Lee wins the title, whether whether Lee has it or Mox has it. At some point, Darby I think will get the title, and I think MJF is going to be the one to take it from Darby. That's why I think it's going to like eventually play out because. Because Darby, I think at that point, is going to be so over with the crowd. He already is, but I think he's going to be so at another level at that point. Yeah. MJF's going to get so much heat for beating him for that title. Then there's a great story in Darby trying to get it back. Um. So, anyway, that's kind of like my my long-term thinking. Of yeah, no, I like the, it. But Jungle Boy absolutely plays into those those factor, those plans as well. I just don't think he's he's there as quickly. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I think the Jungle Boy will be the AEW World Champion at some point as well. I just think it's going to be more of like a three years from now type thing versus like a year from now type thing where I see mm-hmm. MJF at, if not sooner for MJF. I mean, and if not for that title, I think MJF will be the TNT Champion really soon. Like they're, yeah, yeah. I think they've invested too much in his character and in the people he's beaten. And True. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that. I love both guys. Um, yeah. I think MJF and Marco had a great match. It made a it yeah very well done last night. Yes. Um, I'm interested in hearing I'm interested in hearing Jim Cornette's thoughts on it because he loves MJF and despite hey. stunt. Hey, um, Marco stunt. But I I think I haven't heard his I don't know if he's done any if he's recorded his reaction yet. But my guess. My guess is going to be that he he's going to finally compliment a Marco stunt match. I think he's going to, I think based on what he saw last night, I feel like he couldn't have watched that. And and I, he'll probably complain about a couple of things. He'll probably complain about Marco getting a little too much offense in because he did he did get some some decent offense in on, on MJF. But not a lot, but probably more than what Cornette would have liked. But at the end of the day, MJF got a clean win over Marco, beat him definitively, didn't get a whole lot of offense off on him, and 
it, the purpose, and Marco, people can shit on Marco's size all they want, but he goes out there and he bumps his ass off. He makes his opponents look great every single time he's out there. Yes, he does. Um, I'm looking so, for Jim Cornette talking about Marco's fat. Well, and even like the Jim Cornette stuff with with the, I've, I've heard, you know, I heard Seth respond to him talking about Becky. I, I brought up some of those concerns on this show as well, like to be completely honest. I, I wasn't as like ruthless about it as Jim Cornette, but you know, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's that weird of a thing to like question the timing. Like, if like I have no problem with Becky getting pregnant. Like, I think I mean, yeah, oh yeah, that thing. Mm. Yeah, like I think that that's like that's a a beautiful thing. Like to be a mother and, and have a, a child. Like you know, it's it, that's way bigger than professional wrestling. But and Jim Cornette just has such a bad reputation on top of the stupid stuff that he says a lot of the time that it's like. It's just playing with fire constantly, like with his mm-hmm. opinions. But, you know, it's a good attention. But it, but I, I said some, some of the same stuff. To be fair, where I was like, yeah, I wonder how this works out. Where like she's the top person, pretty much, man or woman, in the company, and clearly the whole product has been built around her going forward for like the foreseeable future. So her not being there obviously has to be some sort of concern to the company because they have to figure out how to how to quote-unquote, like, replace her while she's not there, and who's to even guarantee she ever even comes back? Like, she might love right. and she's made enough money and she can do movies and stuff now, and maybe she never really comes back full-time or, or at all. So um, I understand that side of it, but obviously Jim Cornette went much farther than, than those. He's more colorful opinions. in his language. Right, but that's that's where, you know, I do agree to an extent on uh, some of that stuff. But, I can see his point. Right, but... You know, he. Yeah. <laughs> so when it's also sad because like, for those of you who don't know the story, like like Jim Cornette was the booker in Ring of Honor when Seth Rollins was the top guy there. So Cornette was booking Rollins to be the champion. So he had a lot of, I mean, a lot of stock and a lot. He very, you know, he let, he's a big Seth Rollins fan. So like, Seth, from the from the story I understand, Seth was offered a contract to go to TNA wrestling when he was the ring of honor champion. And he verbally agreed to the contract. And Jim Cornette was the one who basically told Seth Rollins, like, or Tyler Black at the time, before you sign with that company, like make another effort to get with the WWE. And apparently Jim Cornette did whatever he could to get, to make, and Seth had been leaving WWE messages anyways. And they finally wound up calling him back and they offered him a, a, opportunity at fcw um and he hadn't he hadn't physically signed his impact contract yet so jim Cornette is a really big reason why rollins went to the wwe when he did instead of going to tna and he did that for seth's career because he he was like vince is going to know what to do with you you're going to get lost like your career is going to get lost in the shuffle if you go to tna but you can be a big star in wwe and he wound up being one of the biggest stars but now you yeah. see him. Now you see the dynamic where, like, now they don't even—they're not even on the same page, and they, like, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it sucks seeing stuff like that happen when you know these guys were close and they were trying to help each other out. And now I know two it's totally cool. different ends of the spectrum, you know. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Well, anyway, something that's not a bummer. We got the uh, the TNT Championship match, and Mike Tyson is going to be awarding the title belt to the winner, which I think is super fantastic. I think that's, that's amazing. 
For those of you who don't know, Mike Tyson's making a return to professional boxing, or I think they're going to do an exhibition, but he's going to be boxing again <laughs> at the Vander Holyfield, which is just crazy. Um, but, uh, but I love that they're having Mike Tyson on this. One, because he's relevant, and he's one of the best boxers of all time, and he's a humongous professional wrestling fan. And most importantly, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Is this, yes. this is kind of like a middle finger to, to the WWE that he's even working with uh, with Impact or with Impact. Jeez, yeah. uh, shouldn't have said that. That you're working with uh, AEW. Um, so I I'm interested in the Mike Tyson thing for a lot of reasons, and obviously I'm interested in this match. Um, it's on me, I guess, for yes. the prediction. So from the very beginning of this tournament, and you can attest to this because we've been doing this show ever like since before the tournament started we've been doing this show this was the match that i called to be the finals and i called from the very beginning that lance archer would be the first ever tnt champion i it's this is a super tough one though because similar to the Brody lee scenario i feel like they have an opportunity to make a, a bigger star out of lance archer cody's already there He's already, mm-hmm. he's already a made man. He's already, you know, helps run the company. I mean, we don't have to go into all, all the layers. Obviously, Cody's going to be all right in AEW regardless. Mm-hmm. But, but what concerns me about if Cody loses this match is if they actually stick to this the scenario where he can't challenge for the world title. Um, now, we've talked about, like, loopholes and that, or maybe he becomes Cody Rhodes again, and that, like, gets him in a title. Like, I don't know. They're... There might be a way of him getting into the world title mix at some point in the future. As a matter of fact, I would expect that to happen at some point. King yeah. We are not wrestling for that title. Right. But but if they're going to stick to that, at least for like the foreseeable future, and Cody can't win the TNT title, like what is he fighting for on screen? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also, I do believe in, in that there should be like a totem pole, like a hierarchy of, we've talked about it before, where like, I don't like 50-50 booking. So I do like some outliers that are seen as, as bigger than the rest of the company. Like you don't you don't need, you know, a, a ton of them and you don't only need one of them. You need like, like a handful of them. And if you can make more of them throughout the process, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Cody's like, he's there for the for AEW. There's that small group of like him and the Young Bucks and Kenny, like Jericho, guys that are, are made no matter what. But I don't want to see Cody like fall off of that either because he can't win big matches. Like so mm-hmm. inflicted on it. Yeah. He can't win the world title, can't win the TNT title. Don't want to see him in a tag team again. Don't really want to see him wrestle MJF right away again. Um so it's like where what does Cody have to fight for if he loses this match? Um, so it's hmm. tough. I feel like I had to stick with my original prediction of Lance Archer because I called it so long ago. I would I would hate to flip flop it now, but I'm back on the I'm back on the same thing I've been saying all about almost every match on this show. I want Cody to win, but my prediction is going to be Lance Archer. Um, what is your prediction for this match? I'm gonna go with Lance Archer too. Um, I think that. Lance Archer comes in, starts wrecking people, wrecks people in the crowd for no reason. Um, you know, he's a murder hawk. Like, legit 
dude. And then you have Cody, obviously, who is great. Fantastic. This is going to be a great match. I feel like Cody brings it every single pay-per-view. He brings that emotion. He brings that, um, I know he brings the fight, which sounds weird, but it's so true. He brings that, like, I am fighting in every sense of the word. I am fighting psychologically. I'm fighting emotionally. I'm fighting physically. I am fighting. You get that don't give up mentality kind of thing with him. Um, I think it'll be great. He always, like, toughs it out. However, I don't think he will win. I think Lance Archer will win. I think that, um, there's more to do there. There's multiple options for Cody. He could always, I mean, go back to being part of the Elite, which he kind of still is, I guess. Um, when he still should be in blood and guts with those guys. Yes. happens. Absolutely. And I feel like another thing that could happen, maybe if this is like the order of the card, which I don't think it is, but this should be the main event. Um, I feel like if Brody Lee is, okay, this is just me booking, so don't laugh. Okay. Um, if, um, if Brody Lee is champion, I feel like in the middle of this match, this, uh, Cody versus Lance Archer match, the screen's going to glitch and all that. Brody Lee is going to come up on the screen and say, Cody, I'm going to offer you a challenge. He said, I'm going to wipe that contract. I'm going to see it as obsolete. Uh, um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a chance at this either happening in the middle of the match and he just submits and gets pinned by Lance Archer for Lance Archer to win that, which would kind of take away from the championship or that happens eventually down the line. I feel like Brody Lee is a manipulative kind of guy. I feel like you could always do that. There would, you know, give code. Is that stupid? Is that dumb? No. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like something like that. Like something to kind of like bring him out of it. Like maybe after he loses or something. Let let Lance kind of celebrate. Or maybe that happens on Dynamite. Um, it is kind of weird because I feel like Cody, you know, he lost to, he lost to MJF, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of taken some L's here. Um but he's won all the way. He's gotten to the finals of this. I mean, he didn't get there by losing. So, um... Well, he's only really know. lost... Like, he just really lost, like, the biggest matches. Big matches, yeah. Like, I mean, you can count, like, the Dustin match and stuff. Like, I mean, that was obviously a big match. But, like, when it had, like, title implications, like, lost to Jericho, if he loses this, you know, lost to MJF in, like, a big grudge match, you know. Yeah. Didn't he beat Wardlow? Did he beat Wardlow, though? In Atlanta. That, yeah. That was a dynamite in the camp. That was that dope-ass fucking moonsault, right? Oh, I was there. Yeah, I was, like, right there. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Of, yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet as hell. But, uh, but yeah, and then also, you know, of course, like, you know, you have the intangibles of Arn and Brandy Rhodes in the whole Nightmare family, um, you know, with Cody, and then you have uh, Jake Roberts, of course, Jake the Snake with Lance Archer. Honestly, the other week when when Jake was like like mounting Brand right. with the snake and like all that, um, and the way he was standing and like talking, I I, I watched Dynamite fairly often with my friend Mike uh, Mike Hughes. So shout out to Hughes if you have to watch. <laughs> we uh, we watch uh, we watch Dynamite together almost every Wednesday. A friend of mine that I've known since like high school, big wrestling fan, and. uh <laughs> I remember uh remember we were watching that I was like dude 
I was like, is Jake the snake fucked up out there? Like, is he, like, he looks like he's fucking drunk. Like, I, like, with this guy's history, I was like, this is, this is, this is questionable. But obviously nothing came of that, which, which, it leads me to believe that he actually is just that good at, at still being that creepy ass Jake the Snake character. I know, Um, it was weird. So, I'm just gonna chalk it up to great acting by Jake the Snake, and not that he was fucked up initially. I, I thought he was fucked up out there. It was like, what am I? He shouldn't be if he's in the accountability crib, right? Hello. Oh, right. That's the other thing, especially is like, like I think he still lives there. Yeah, with DDP. So like, um, you'd have to imagine that was a big reason how he got his deal with AEW was they. I'm sure DDP and them like proved in person to them that like Jake was. Yeah. He was okay to do this. And yeah. so were. Um, Travis Johnson, that's a good question. If Britt can't wrestle, who takes her place? Big Swole. What do you think? Wait. Um, mm, Scarlet. Thank you. Um, uh, I don't know. I would say they just probably scrap it. I don't think that they can... Get a match together really that quickly. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I I haven't heard any updates. I haven't seen anything. Um, yeah. Mom's <laughs> going crazy. Um, I don't. I have I have no prediction of who could potentially replace Britt. Um, I I will say like I don't I I don't dislike Big Swole, but I think she has the worst ring name of anybody in the company. I don't understand it. Um, like, I know what being swole is, and she doesn't, like, of all the people on the roster, like, she, like, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, big swole, she means, like, yeah, big swole, right? When I think of that, I think of, like, Buff Bagwell, or, like, Scott Steiner, like, someone, yeah, or, like, even, like, a Brian Cage, or, like, somebody who, you see them, and it's like, oh, like, oh, okay, I could, that guy's, that guy's a different genetic, like, uh, well, just like, she's a good, she's a good wrestler. I just don't, she doesn't seem particularly, like, jacked or anything in comparison to, like, a lot of other female wrestlers. So I, I just, I'm confused by the ring name. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know that. what they would do. Scarlet, please don't. What I'd like them to do is scrap the match and, Why? um, Add Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. So somebody finally gets. Ooh, I like that. And the loser winds up in the dark horse. Who? The loser. The loser of Librarian. What what I'd like to see is Peter Avalon beat Brandon Cutler, and then Brandon Cutler actually joins the dark order because he he cannot he can't even beat Librarian. So. Yeah. I like that. That's what I'm going with. That's a good one. And I still wouldn't be surprised to see that match added to, like, the pre-show or something. They've really been putting a lot of time into that on being the elite and stuff, especially. So Yeah, they have. Um, I'd like to see it. Because it's either that or they have to form it. I know they've formed a tag team that, like, unsuccessfully. But, like, it's, it has to be one or the other. Either they have to wrestle each other. Somebody finally gets a win and, like, starts maybe a little bit of a push. A little bit. Mm-hmm. person joins the Dark Order. Or they have to form a tag team and, like, actually, like, beat somebody. Otherwise, they're just losers in a tag team also. So, like, i got to figure it out. But 
It's a story. It's a feud that's been going on long enough that it. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um. Uh, Bloodbath and Beyond says send Peter to Dark Order so Bates gets to be solo. Um. Yeah. Paul says uh, hoping it's Leva Bates uh, to replace Britt Baker. Is assuming what you're saying there. Um. I need more blue pants. Yeah, that was Leva Bates in uh, in NXT. Blue pants. Blue pants. Blue pants. Blue pants, yeah, that was it. I, I I didn't know if I was saying that right. I thought I was saying like blue pants, yeah. Blue pants, blue, blue pants. pants. Blue pants. Yeah. She came out to like the like the the um. It was like it sounded like the prices right theme song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's that's the or nothing. Do you have any final thoughts on the show itself or anything about AEW that you want to talk about before I talk about the sponsors and all that stuff? Um, I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be, um, there are going to be a lot of talking points. I feel like there's going to be a lot to talk about. I feel like, especially with that championship match, people are not going to be happy with the ending one way or the other. Um, I feel like it, it's going to be amazing. That card is lit. That card is awesome. Do really, it's really heartbreaking that it can't be in front of fans. Um, I feel like, you know, a year ago, like today, I was getting ready to leave to go to Vegas for Double or Nothing, um, and that was the best pay-per-view I've ever been to, um, and I really wish I could be there this time, but obviously things happened, um, so I, I do wish it could be in front of fans, but I don't think AEW has had a problem at all with the lack of fans. I feel like they've utilized it and made it great having the, uh, wrestlers be the crowd which is fantastic it's hilarious hearing them heckle Brody lee last night oh my god it was so funny completely agree that little bit of crowd noise makes so much difference so much difference so it feels like they're what they're what they're saying when they the crowd reacts or the wrestlers react it's like oh this does have weight this does have bearing um but yeah it's it's shaping up to be a great show and i'm very excited to see it I echo all those statements. I'm very much looking forward to it. I know I'm going to have at least at least a couple friends over to watch the show. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope those of you who are watching, uh, you know, you either get to watch it with your friends or if you watch alone or whatever it is. Um, regardless, I'm sure me and Jesse will probably figure that out soon. Probably, when's the show? Saturday? What's going on? Oh, uh, pretty busy Sunday. Well, maybe. Might be able to do, you want to do the review on Sunday, like Sunday afternoon? If we're yeah. I think so. so I don't think I, I'll have to make sure I don't have anything going on, but I think this should be good. Yeah, we can do either Sunday. This is for y'all in the chat who, who by the way, make sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and like I said, subscribe on YouTube because these plans could change. The times and the dates could change, but if you're subscribed, then you'll be notified when we go live because it, it is all over the place when we go live. But um, what I'm assuming is we'll probably probably do either Sunday around 11 a.m. Eastern, so like Sunday around 11 a.m. Yeah. Eastern, or or Monday around 11 a.m. Eastern. I think it's probably the two times that would be yeah for me at least. And if that works for you, double yeah, I think Sunday will work. I just have to make sure, double check, and make sure we don't have anything going on. Cool, 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 cool. Um. So, before we get out of here, I'll uh, talk about the sponsors, and this is your last chance, everybody, in the chat. If you send a super chat 
or if you send um, PayPal, uh, the same way Greg Cherry did. Um, just let us know in the chat that you sent it so I can check my PayPal just to make sure it came through. Um, but if you want any last-minute predictions about AEW Double or Nothing, any thoughts on pro wrestling in general or life or any kind of question you have for us, now's a good time. Um, like Any question, any comment, any statement, anything. As I'm reading these sponsors off, um, and after Jesse talks about what he's got going on, we will check to see if there's any last-minute Super Chats. We'll make sure to talk about that before we get off the air. So, speaking of our sponsors, first off, we have WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com, best place to be for fantasy pick contests for professional wrestling. There's always a lot of cash and prizes available through their contests and their, um, their raffles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know I've talked about it a bit before. Um, there is not a WrestleRumble.com pick'em contest for AEW Double or Nothing, but there is going to be a large contest slash giveaway coming up within the next couple months. Can't talk about it officially yet, but the prizes are insane. I've been told about the prize list, and it is insane what they're going to be mm-hmm. Um In the timing of when they're giving this stuff away, too, it's all like... It's a perfect giveaway. It's so sick. Oh, I'm so excited for them to announce that. Um, but stay up to date, and for when the the um, information about what I'm talking about drops, you'll see it first if you're following them on Twitter. Just follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. W-R-E-S-T-L-E-R-U-M-B-L-E. Um, and thank you once again to Matt and all the people at WrestleRumble for helping support the show. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a half-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics out of Atlanta, Georgia, small boxing. Um, if you want to get in better shape, learn self-defense, whatever it is, uh, if you're a professional boxer, um, if you are a, um, an amateur, like whatever your skill level is, or even if you literally just want to lose a little bit of weight, Brian can help you with all those things. Um, he lives in the Atlanta, Georgia area, so he can meet you in person, or he can help you remotely over the internet. Very easy to get in contact with him on Instagram at BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Send them a message. Say, hey, heard about you from Stephen and Jesse's show. I guarantee he gives you a really, 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 really good deal on whatever you all work on. Yeah. Yes. I mentioned in person, he can help you. This is a little bit of work with him and somebody inside of So if you want to go meet him up in person at his gym, he got you covered, doing some pad work. If you want to do something over the internet, this is him with a one of his Parkinson's patients. He, he runs a Parkinson's foundation. Um, obviously here they're helping with, uh, with motion and, uh, and obviously has a lot to do with neurological, um, issue and stuff. So hand-eye coordination, hand-eye coordination, everything just, just getting, I mean, if, if you have any kind of, um, neurological issue whatsoever, Brian can help you tremendously with this stuff. Um, he is very, very knowledgeable about, um, the rehabilitation process for this stuff like this, or just getting just getting you moving again. If you have if you have uh, a limited range of motion, or maybe some tingling in your body or something, he can help you a lot with just just feeling a little bit more uh, at at ease. Maybe help your pain out a little bit, help out your range of motion. And I, I don't want to like misdiagnose or like anything, but I've seen firsthand some of these people who start his programs and within like a few weeks you see they're they're the way they move and the amount of pain that they're in and stuff it's it's really great what he does um so he can help you with all that stuff um and i even said it before like 
you know, he'll meet you outside. If you're not comfortable going indoor, cash him outside. Cash him outside. <laughs> he'll help you outside if you if you don't want to be indoors right now. Yeah. So that's a very long advertisement for my brother, but uh, but Brian Jensen, he can help you out. Hit him up on Instagram at Boxing ATL. Okay. Brian. Yeah, Brian. And lastly, uh, shout out to Heroes and Legends. I am praying no personal information from my Facebook pops up here other than like my name. <coughs> um, Here, Heroes and Legends. Oh, ladies night. This is actually tonight. So great timing. Um, if you're a fan of professional wrestling and especially female professional wrestling, there is going to be a lot of stuff for sale live tonight at Heroes and Legends. Uh, follow them on all social media at H. No, that was yesterday. Oh, this was yesterday. <laughs> Wait, did I miss that? I guess I missed it. Yesterday, um, tonight. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, sorry, Chad. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's on me. Hey, but I, I plug them on every show. Yes, you do. I'm always directing, yes, people. I'm always directing people that way. Yes, you are. As a matter of fact, uh, Chad just sent me a... We were talking about him earlier. I think I showed you last week. He sent me an Orange Cassidy. Yes, I loved it. So... Heroes and Legends, great people, great deals, really easy to deal with. And this isn't the only option, by the way. Like they do, uh, they do this kind of stuff all the time. This was really fun. They're, they they've done they do like Q and A's and stuff where like Francine from ECW comes on live with them as they're selling figures. She tells stories about her time in ECW and stuff like that. Like really really cool stuff they got going on. So once again, at HL Pro Wrestling, and thank you once again to Heroes and Legends for helping out with the show. Very very much appreciated. Um, oh wait, it says, it that says Thursday. Thursday, that's today. What day was it? I Maybe it is. I, I, I'm going crazy because I feel like I didn't, I feel like I didn't miss that, but I, I, I could have, wait. Maybe because they pinned it. 21st. Okay. Okay, that was my bad. Sorry. No, no, but you're right. It said, it does say yesterday at 11 a.m. on the flyer. Um, Everyone, the, why don't you like Heroes and Legends on Facebook and go find out? Yeah, I agree. It says right here, May 21st at 8.30, unless they change the... Look at, I would say look at the comments. Good call. And I didn't get it a, I didn't get a notification about it either. Um, unless it says like... Maybe they, no? Yeah, I don't know. Well, either way, stay up to date with uh, all their stuff on, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HL Pro Wrestling. And like Jesse said, that way you'll, you'll definitely know, because I'm a little bit confused at the moment, to be totally honest. Um, that's everything I've got. I know we got a super chat with. Yeah, why don't you go with that, or do you want to do it after mine? Let's do it after um, mine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'm assuming this is directed towards me, but you can you can answer this too. Eh. <laughs> it is. I mean, I know I dodged I dodged the the three male uh, options on the last show, um, in favor of the three female options. So we'll 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 do it to be to be fair because. I was going to say something a little bit sexist, to be honest, and I'm going to pull... I, I was going to say, because you're a woman, it's not it's not as weird for you to, like... Uh, that, but really, it isn't. It really isn't any... No, it's not weird. I, I, I'm just going to be honest. I feel like I see a lot more women that publicly talk about being with women than I see guys publicly talking about being with guys. I just, I just see it. Yeah. I feel like. Because it's um, more... I think it's a little more accepted by society. Yeah, because dudes um, like it. That doesn't mean there's more gay women than gay men. I just think... I wouldn't know because I'm not... I mean, I'm an ally, but I'm not... Like, <laughs> I can't speak for the LG. 
either can. Community. This yeah. is a long way of me saying the only fair way of doing this based on how we've done it in the past is I will answer that super chat from Gel. We thank you very much for it. Yes. I'll answer it in a second. If you want Jesse to answer the same question, please put three female superstars in a super chat and I will make sure. Three male? Three male superstars. Okay, you said female. Oh, did I say female? <laughs> My bad. Send three male superstars for Jesse to answer that question for. Because I, I did the same thing last week when you asked for the guy, so it's only fair. Um, so I'll answer the question. Um, Mary F. Kill. The options are Alexa, Renee Young, and Miss Elizabeth in her prime. I like how you specified that. Wasn't Renee Young part of it last time and Alexa? Renee and Alexa both were. It was Renee, Alexa, and Mandy Rose were the options. That's right. And I like that he's asking it this way because he kept, because I on the last one I married Renee, I effed Alexa, and killed Mandy. And it was literally, if you remember my reasoning, it literally came down to me preferring Alexa's backside and height over Mandy. That was literally the only, that was yeah. the maker. Because I am in no position to be like, oh, I wouldn't F Mandy Rose. Like, are you kidding me? It's Mandy. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Um, but so I went, I went with, on the last one, I went with Mary Renee, F Alexa, um, kill uh, Mandy Rose. So on this one, whew, it's t this one's real hard because Miss Elizabeth when she was with Randy Savage, especially when I was younger, she's she's still who I consider to be the best female valet in wrestling history. Mm -hmm. And very, very good looking. And she's still, like, her looks up, like, to this day as far as, like, like, because fashion and, like, hairstyles, everything changes so much over time. You can still look at Miss Elizabeth right now and still be like, wow, she's gorgeous, you know? Um... So, I'm sorry, Alexa. I still marry an A Young. I F Prime Elizabeth. That sounds really bad to say because she's not around anymore. It sounds sounds kind of screwed up. But I and then Alexa and Alexa's done. That's that's my answer. Yeah, nice. Answering these questions, I don't think about this side of the show at all. <laughs> what? So. uh... <laughs> It's weird because I'm literally just answering off the top of my head. So I'm, I'm also trying not to say anything really stupid or offensive as I'm answering these questions. Um, but yeah, I marry Renee, I F Liz, and sorry, Alexa, you're out, Ski. Sorry, she's trying to exit out of the <laughs> Skype call. No, <laughs> stop it. Um, We'll probably be getting off here pretty soon. Um, so if you do want a second half of that answer from Jesse, uh, no matter who it is, if you ask that in the super chat, um, Jesse will answer. But as you know, to give you all time, Jesse, if you want to talk about the stuff you got going on, like plug your stuff. In. Okay. Um, well, you can follow me, Scarlett. Don't make me go get daddy. Um, I'm gonna have to hold her hands. All right. What are you doing? Just be still for a second. Ready? Freeze. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, I do have a Twitter that uh, obviously below me. That's the best way to reach me. J E S S I T H E B U C K E Y E. Jesse the Bucket. Purple. 
Jesse the Buckeye, and I do. The best way to contact me is on my OnlyFans. I do have an OnlyFans. Yeah, on your purples. Cool, yeah, on my purples. Um, I do have some pictures with purple in them on there. Um, if you would like to see those. Um, I want to see them. No. Mm-hmm. No, honey, no. Yes. No, you can't see those. Um, Just share the screen on accident. Yeah. Um, that's OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. That's uh the same as. Very yucky. Yeah. I threw mine away. You did. In the trash can. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Daddy Freeman. Um, so it's OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. J e s s i t h e b u c k e y e. Why don't you go see Daddy? Can you go see Daddy just for a second? I'm almost done. Oh, gonna go call somebody. Ooh. Wow. Almost fell on my chair just now. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, so onlyfans.com/slash/jessie-the-buckeye. Best way to get in contact with me. I did have a few new subs last night um, after Dynamite, so that's really fun. I always will always 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 try to get back to your DMs as quickly as possible. It's been a little bit crazy because of quarantine and obviously being a mom. She is very um. She needs my attention, and I'm always going to give that to her. She comes first, um, but I will. There is that should always come first. Yes. Let's go without saying. Like there should never be a complaint about that coming first. Like over this podcast, over <laughs> yeah, over OnlyFans. Like that's good that you that's good that you that you put that out there because that's- yeah, and, I, and I'll always tell people I'll, I will always give an update. And if I haven't responded quickly, I will get on there. I will make a video. I will give you an update. Say, hey, listen, I'm here. I see you. Thank you. Um, but my daughter comes first. And obviously with the content on OnlyFans, um, it's not very safe to show to be on my OnlyFans in front of my daughter. So, um, yeah, um, that's where you can reach me, though. That's the best place to talk to me. I don't go into my Twitter DMs ever, like if ever. Only if, like, you say, hey, check your DMs real quick. I'll just check it. I won't even read the other ones. Um, I feel so lucky, Jesse. You're so untouchable. And I get... I didn't... That almost sounded so bad. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, I was was like, you're untouchable, but I get to touch (laughs) you. Which obviously isn't the case. What I what, what I mean by that is like I know you're a hard person to reach, but like we talk to each other all the time. So it's funny to it's funny for me to think about like like people trying to get a hold of you. We're like we're just sitting there like fucking up fucking around on like YouTube and stuff all the time. Yeah, I know. We're like, hey, babe, you watch like, the H3 vid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the concept of not being able to get a hold of you is funny to me. But well, that's because you have my phone number. <laughs> well, yeah, it's usually not through Twitter DM. Yeah, but the. Uh, but you're you're a busy person, and you have I mean you had a, a very large following of wrestling fans, like so it's. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Yes, I'm so thankful for that, and um, but yeah, if you I mean, you will be guaranteed a response from me if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, guaranteed. Like you are paying for that content, and I'm gonna make sure that you get what your money is, what you think your money is worth. You are spending your hard-earned money on my subscription, and I appreciate that, and I'm not gonna half-ass it i'm not gonna like rip you off i'm gonna make sure you're getting your money's worth and if not then i'll try and do something to better it um so yeah onlyfans.com slash jesse the buckeye same as my twitter handle um the link is on my twitter link in bio um <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the logan paul double yep 
Link in bio. I told you I, I told you I met that guy like a couple months ago, right? Oh my god, no way! No, you didn't. Oh, and did you see him in Vegas or something? Yeah, yeah. At, at the at the UFC, yeah. Right. He was actually. I gotta give him credit. Like he was a cool. I didn't talk to him long, but like he was. You know, I'm not a fan of his YouTube channel. I'm definitely not a fan of like the Suicide Forest and all the stuff yeah. in Japan and all that. Don't condone any of it. I think he's a really bad influence for most of his fan base, to be honest. He's mm-hmm. an impressionable younger. Oh my god, he's gotten really bad too. But I gotta give him credit for his boxing skill. He's he's way better at boxing than people than the than the general casual public gives him credit for. He's 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 a good he was a very good wrestler in high school. Um, Ohio boys know how to throw down. Yeah, yeah. He uh. He he seems serious about trying to fight in the UFC as well. Like he seems very serious about it. Wow. Um, so I got him credit for that. Um, yeah. I, I as a matter of fact, when I talked to him, pretty much the only thing I told him was I was like, dude, I, I was like, I think you beat KSI in the last fight. I think I think you got robbed. Like, yeah. I meant and I and I meant it. Um, and he was like, cool as hell. He's like, yeah, bro, I, I feel the same way. Like, and he like he like knocked me, and then we wound up. It was funny because we wound up getting stuck in the same place. So like. Oh, wow. So we were talking, and then, like, I wound up just walking. I was just walking next to him my whole way out of the arena. So we were next to each other for, like, 15 minutes, just, like, walking. So we're just, like, just like just this random small talk between me That's great. and Logan Paul, like, as we're walking. And what was really interesting is he only, we were in a big crowd of people, and he only got approached, like, maybe, like, two or three times by – by people that were like clearly in like the younger demographic. Yeah. It, it wasn't like little kids, but it was like teenagers. And, <laughs> and, and I was really surprised because of his popularity on YouTube. I couldn't believe that like there wasn't like swarms of people trying to, right. him. like, and, and, you know, I didn't ask for like a picture or anything, but like the people that wanted pictures with him, you could tell he was kind of like, come on, you know, I'm just trying to like be, yeah, I'm just trying to get dude yeah. walking around like, you know, he does, and I'm sure he's scared too. Probably every time he takes a selfie with a random person, it winds up on the internet, and there's some sort of bullshit behind it. Um, so, anyways, this is just to say, like, I don't, I think, I think, I'm, I'm pretty, I, th- I think, pretty lowly of Logan Paul in general. But my only one-on-one experience talking to the guy, he was actually very cool to me. So I, I do. That's great. Credit. Got him that. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know why we talked about that. Just now. Uh, you brought him up, but I don't know why. Oh, um, Lincoln Bio. Yes, that was it. Lincoln Bio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Sorry. I'm a maverick. Low gang. <laughs> Low gang. You're not a Jake Pauler, are you? No. <laughs> I go to I go to Logan Paul school, and we beat up the Jake Paulers. <laughs> I think about that song. Was it? It's the one with Logan where he's like the little kids, like he's my hero. <laughs> oh, probably. I, I don't even know. Like I know some of their stuff. Just like the random, like uh, oh my god. I saw it on the Ace Three podcast. Yeah. yeah, that's most of like where my knowledge of them comes from too. Is like people making fun of them. They 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 actually incorporated like Lincoln Bio like into the lyrics of it. Yeah, Lincoln Bio. Um. Buy that merch. Buy that. Yeah, merch. that's yeah. There's an actual the actual hook of one of the songs is that link in bio. What was the um? 
All I want for Christmas is that Jake Paul merch. All I want for Christmas is that Jake Paul shirt. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh, then he's then he's it's like a little kid song. He's saying something about like get your parents doesn't like him because he hit Miss Claus twice. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. So bad. So bad. Bunch of bunch of eight year old kids that are like, what's he talking about doing a Miss Claus? I mean, there's that whole song about I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus anyway. Yeah, but it isn't I saw mommy boning Santa Claus. Right? <laughs> like, always sunny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that Christmas special, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, this is so off topic, but like, might as well while we're like just yeah. this up. That's one of the funniest. When people ask me what is my favorite holiday movie ever, it's the Always Sunny Christmas special. Yes. And uh, yes. it is there. The the concept behind the the movie is like all the characters from Always Sunny had like the most fucked up Christmas traditions, and they didn't know it. So like like S and D. Every year, well, they knew it was fucked up, but they couldn't do anything about it. Where, like, every year they would tell Frank, who raised them, not not actually their dad, but they didn't know. That's a whole story. <laughs> yeah, but, that's... <laughs> but uh, Frank raised Dennis and Dee, and every year at Christmas, Dennis and Dee would tell him what presents they wanted, and he would buy them for himself, like, and open them in front of his kids, like, just to be, like, a terrible person. And then for Charlie and for Mac, like, Max. Christmas tradition was him, his dad, and his mom would break into neighbors' houses and steal the presents from strangers, under strangers' trees. And Mac just grew up thinking that it was a tradition where you went to your neighbor's house, you took the presents from under the tree, you came home, all the presents are gone from under your tree. So that right. is a, it's a South Philly tradition, is what they... <laughs> yeah. Um, which also, another South Philly tradition for them includes throwing rocks at each other uh, near the train tracks. On I love that show so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, Charlie's tradition growing up is he would sit on the couch over Christmas time and <laughs> different men dressed up as Santa Claus <laughs> and, and a midget, oh, I shouldn't say, a little person, elf, guy dressed as help or whatever. They... They would come in and they would give Charlie gifts as they came into his house, um, which usually included like glue that he would huff and stuff like that. So he's just getting these weird quote unquote presents. So he's basically a little kid getting high on his couch as his mom was just getting a train <laughs> all these guys dressed as Santa Claus and these little these little elves. But his mom's just getting just getting plowed in the house as he's just I love that episode so much. Um, <laughs> so, so when it was, so that's what I, that's what I default think to when you're like, yeah. Got, when you think of this is Claus and Santa Claus get phoned, you think of <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this is this has quickly become the most garbage podcast in the history uh, of podcast. You know what? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either. Um, audio version of this should be available on my uh, podcast feed, by the way, Fight Talk. So if you want to hear an audio version of this, um, 
that'll be available probably like sometime tomorrow. I'll probably take the rest of the day off. Um, yeah. Upload it sometime tomorrow. So keep an eye on your out for that. If you're listening audio only, we appreciate that. And I appreciate you listening up to this point. If you're listening audio only, because you couldn't see me doing the things I was doing earlier. So you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so jokes. You can't see what I'm doing right now. Subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, what Jesse's doing right now. Ooh, oh my God, you guys. You can't even imagine what Jesse's doing right now. For those of you who can't see this on YouTube and watching audio only, you do not want to miss it. <laughs> because the things you're missing right now, this is a this is a woman with like a large OnlyFans following. Yeah. And very, very good looking, you know, attractive blonde, you know, like the things she's doing on camera right now, you gotta you gotta subscribe on YouTube to see these things. Um, so that's YouTube. Just search the words Jesse Davin and subscribe. Oh <laughs> You're listening audio only. Um, that's all I've got. Uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? Nope, that's it. All right. See y'all later. Enjoy Double or Nothing. We'll be back yeah. uh, Sunday or Monday to, to review the show. Make sure you're following me at Fight Talk underscore on Twitter. Jesse at Jesse the Buckeye on Twitter. And we will see y'all on the next chat.